As I look back on um, our trip to Liberia, I would characterize it as an example of the body of Christ in action. Okay? Or to put it another way, it was God's people following Jesus on mission. It isn't about who went, right? It, we couldn't all go. Uh, but it's about who participated. To me, it's a reminder that the Christian life is not a spectator sport. It's not an individual competition, right? It's an inter interdependent community working together for the glory of God. We need each other. It is about the body of Christ working together as one, as we should, and as God intended it to be. Individuals, churches, parachurch organizations, all working together in partnership around a common goal, that is to make disciples of the nations. People using their influence, their connections, their time, their resources. Many of you in this auditorium today gave and gave generously. Thank you. Many prayed and prayed fervently. Thank you. Many of you did what you could. Some gave us the keys to the church van. Driving the van, loading and unloading the van, volunteering, building out a room for a great faith vision to use, um, advocating for us and more. Thank you. The body of Christ working together for a common good. The leadership here at Grace Chapel and in Liberia, the office staff, the ICM Africa board. Shout out to Sharon, wherever you Sharon. You know, Sharon, is, she is the secretary of the, the board of ICM Africa, and without her, this thing would not have happened. I mean, she was just a go-between intermediary, just working all hours of the day and night to make things happen, thank you. They all participated uh, with their generous support and decision-making to ensure that any obstacles we have are removed and that the trip happened to the glory of God. They were of one mind. I've never felt the partnership and support of God's people more than I have on this trip. Thank you and to God be the glory. Uh, in Liberia, everyone who could participated. Is this thing on? I don't know. Um, teenagers picking up trash. I mean, that's what they could do. They did it. They're walking patients across the uneven terrain to, uh, to the dispensing station. And they did it, and they did it with joy. Then there is Dr. Kukula. Unfortunately, he didn't get to finish sharing um, his, his, his uh, update, but we'll get a recording of it and share it with you. But on the fly, changing his plans so that he could participate in the clinic and offering to do the surgeries for our patients for free to the glory of God. Then there was this gentleman from the community um, who stepped in to help. I don't even know his name, but um, you know, I was introduced to him and, um, and he just saw what was happening and he felt the need was so great, he wanted to be part of it, right? And so he spent, for the entire time we there in, there in Ganta, he was there. He was helping patients. Well, you can imagine pa patients with sight problems. The church was across the street over some very rugged terrain. And he went up, held their hands, brought them over, and then he went back and, you know, people needed water. He'd get water for them and things like this. Um, 
And then there was, there was Robert. Um, you know, he was all in, literally around the clock, investing his life in service to God and to the people of Liberia and the neighboring countries, the glue that kept everything together. By the way, this is what happens when a boy tries to do a man's job. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, Robert, I told you it was going to happen. Uh, so, so, um, so having been a re recipient of your support, your kindness and your generosity, I understand a little bit of what the Apostle Paul felt when he wished for the Philippians uh, as he wrote in Philippians 4.17, not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. It's not so much the gift, but it's the giving, the act of giving that it's amazing to me, and it blows me away. Uh, Paul's desire was for the spiritual fruit that comes to the lives of those who exercise giving. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. One writer puts it this way. What Paul is saying is that every gift to the Lord's work results in many spiritual dividends. This is laying up treasure in heaven. When we give to the Lord's work, it's like depositing money in God's bank. And that money is going to draw interest in the salvation of souls. Each time we give to the Lord's work, we're making a spiritual investment which should bring in spiritual profit. Therefore, beloved, invest wisely in the Lord's work. Put your money where it's going to earn the most profit, spiritual profit. When we give to God, we put an investment on the credit side of the ledger. Did I get that right, Billy? Okay, I get a thumbs up. And Paul is desiring that more be credited to their account than they gave. That's God's math. We're praying that more would be credited to your account. You made the trip happen. You are credited with all that was accomplished and still, be accom still being accomplished there in Liberia. So the question is, what happens when God's people unite and follow Jesus on mission? What happens? My answer is, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows the mind of God? Who knows how God will work? Who, know, who knows how God has been working? Who knows what God's got, got up his proverbial sleeve, right? What we do know is that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We have to exercise faith in our spiritual journey. We have to step out in faith. It's not okay to be still and to sit. We know that God's ways are beyond our understanding. We know his ways are higher than our ways. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways. I kind of like that and because I'm thinking, what kind of God would he be if his thinking were like our thinking? Can you imagine that? God thinking like we do? That's a scary thought, isn't it? How about if God's ways were our ways? Well, for me, there'd be a whole lot less people on this earth. Just saying. <laughs> Scary thought. You wouldn't want that to happen, right? So, so, so glad his ways are not my ways, right? So he says, you know, to whom will you compare me? You know, 
The God of the Bible is unlimited. He is unpredictable. There is no one like him. He's incomparable. He is unequaled. He's in control. There's no limit to God's understanding. It is unfathomable. He's all-powerful. He's great. He's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Not just more, but immeasurably more. Is he your God? Do you know him? Who's the God that you serve? Is it the God of the Bible? Is he the Lord of your life? We could never have scripted our journey to Liberia and the outcomes that we are aware of today. Never. Imagine meeting Dr. Kukula, the head of Liberia's I program. Well, we're going to Ganta, you know, we went so many other places, Jordan, Egypt, you know, all around the world. Never met the head of the I program. It's like, who would have imagined? It wasn't on my script. That was not, if you looked at it, it wasn't there. How about the head of the AI program being an ophthalmologist? Now, if you know optometry and ophthalmology, optometry, you know, you do the eye and everything like this. Ophthalmologists, they are the surgeons. You know, they'll do the cataracts and all. They're the medical part there, right? So who would even imagine not only meeting him, but that he's a believer, right? And that he would partner with us in this mission to reach the people for Christ. It reminded me of Jesus, um, who became one of us to reach us. Dr. Kukula left his office in Monrovia, came to Ganta, put on one of our t-shirts. See there? He was wearing one, he was one, one of his team uh, to minister to the people as one of us, to proclaim Jesus as Lord and healer and to give God the glory for the outcomes of the clinic. I wish we could have heard his, his, um, his report today, but we'll get it for you. Um, how about all? I mean, this is kind of really weird. All, I mean all of the patients gathering early in the morning before the start of the clinic, right, with their caregivers, providing the perfect opportunity for our hosts to tell them about Jesus. You know, you see patients come in one, onesies, twosies throughout the day. They all came at the beginning of the day and they stayed the whole day. But, um, but they came and, and, and they were there together. I'm glad that our Lord didn't follow my script for the Liberia mission. For that matter, the script that I had scripted for my life. <laughs> Just saying, you know. Um, so I know some of you are actually walking, doing life right now. Um, but really, God's ways is so much better. So um, the reality is that we could not even conceive of the outcomes we experienced and witnessed. Our contribution was to ex exercise faith, to be obedient, to be present, to basically show up and pursue Jesus' command to make disciples, to be on missions, and the outcomes were in his hands. The trip reminds me that uh, man makes his plans, but it's God who orders our footsteps. The God of the Bible is engaged with his creation 
and is always working. He didn't just create us and walk away and say, okay, just have a good time, see you later, you know, call me when you need some help or whatever. He is engaged in our, his creation all the time. He's not disinterested, although it's, sometimes it might seem that way. He is not aloof, even though sometimes it might seem that way. He doesn't limit himself to our timeline or to our clocks. He's always present. He's always involved in our, in, in, always at work. In our case, he was working in lives and relationships and circumstances for years, setting the stage for the work that he was going to do in Liberia. And when the time was right, he brought it all together. And we were there for the ride. Now, as you heard a little bit from Robert and Dr. Kakula when they were starting to speak, um, Dr. Kakula had a vision of reaching the soul community for Christ and, and decided back in 2014, we're in 2023 now, okay, 2014, this thing started. You know, he, he took his own money and he invested, purchased some land, paid back the loan, borrowed some more money, you know, put a building up and all that kind of stuff. And um, then Jeker and Robert, they meet at Bible school back many years ago. And then uh, in 2021, Robert comes to the United States with Jim Mail in there and we get introduced. And then um, in the end of 2022, as Dr. Kula was saying, you know, uh, Jeker comes into his office and says, we need some help to get this paperwork done and blah, blah, blah. We ended the year. Dr. Kakula meets uh, Robert. Then he hears about GFE. We meet, we meet them and the beginning of something that unfortunately I don't think we were able to communicate well in this sermon because, because of the, the communication. But it's not that we um, weren't involved, involved in the work of Liberia. We were involved. We were quite involved. We had plans. And if you know me, the plans are quite detailed plans. But God used our availability, right, our presence and the circumstances to bring about outcomes which we, um, you know, could not have conceived of uh, to his glory, right? The interesting part is that God used situations that were beyond our control to accomplish what only he could accomplish. Does that sound familiar? Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, day one in the clinic of Ganta, gridlock. A room full of people. Uh, to be honest with you, when I was called in there, because I was over at the clinic across the road from the, from, the from the church, and when I, you know, things weren't moving very fast. Uh, and so there was no way we could have examined all those patients in a day. So I went over there and I looked at those patients, and all I could think about is Jesus. And the people coming to Jesus for sight. That's what it is. People holding people's hands and bringing them in. And everybody who had an issue with sight was there. Thank you. President accounted for him like, Lord, what are we going to do with this? You know? And um, that's the bad side. It's like, all right, we're going to see God at work here. The outcome, because we don't have time, we'll, we'll just jump right to the end of it. The outcome was Dr. Kukula getting involved. He was back. He, he was there. He went to, um, back to Monrovia. He called back to see how things were going timing again, called back, found out what was going on, and the fact that all these people here had cataract, glaucoma, all kinds of different things that needed surgery and help, and uh, he decided that we're going to take care of this. We want God's name to be glorified, so we're going to do it for free. If that's what they were expecting, that's what we're going to do, right? But we had to be in that situation for it to happen. Because of COVID, you know, back in 2020, we couldn't travel, and so we got the uh, request from Papua New Guinea that the patients are asking for help to see. 
right? Can we do anything to help? And that was the beginning of indigenous clinics that we have started um, and we have around the world now. None of the outcomes would have happened if it weren't for uh, the situations that were beyond our control. Sometimes what looks like a disaster in our lives is part of God's bigger plan, okay? So how do you handle the giants in your, your life, the giants you face daily? How do you handle situations that are beyond your control? In our case in Liberia, God immediately stepped in and we saw some of the outcomes. But that's not always the case. Sometimes he's silent and it seems like he does not care and is not working. But we know from his word that he never sleeps. He's always working. He never needs or takes a vacation. He never grows weary. He never loses his power. He's the same God of the Bible who walked with Adam in the garden and shut the mouths of the lions when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den and calmed the storms and healed and raised the dead and gave sight to the blind. It's the same God we serve. He hasn't lost any power. He hasn't grown weak. He hasn't grown old. Is that your God? Is that the God you serve? Is that the God we want to introduce you to? So, I know most of you know this, but the, the encouragement of a reminder is always good, isn't it? Okay, God is always working. And we have to be in situations that are beyond our capability, beyond our resources, beyond ourselves, before God can stop. Why should God step in, right? Before that. Our God is worthy of praise. And I just came across a video, um, devotional in Isaiah 60, 1 through 3, and the speaker discussed the idea that we do not need to chase what God wants to bring to us. Instead, we need to let our light shine and watch what comes our way. Mark, could you? Hi, I'm Mark Varagis from Kingdom City, and I'm speaking to you today from Perth, Australia. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 3 says, Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. This is the effect of the earlier well-known verse, to arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That nations would come to our light and kings to the brightness of our dawn is stunning. It's the norm for us to go to nations, but the promise is that nations will come to us. Never does a king leave his throne and if a king would even ever give us an audience, it would be our privilege and expense to go to him. Yet the promise is that nations will come to us and kings to the brightness of our dawn. This is an extreme reminder that we don't have to chase what God wants to bring to us. There are many promises in scripture that we possess by pursuing them. Ask and you receive, seek and you find, knock and the doors open. But equally there are times where we are to receive rather than be active. We are to be still rather than to pursue. Don't pursue goodness and mercy. It should follow you all the days of our life, according to Psalm 23, the Lord's your shepherd. Don't chase all these things. According to Matthew 6, these things shall be added unto us when we seek first the kingdom. I don't have to chase influence or pursue favor. I just need to arise and shine. Light doesn't need to strive. It just needs to shine. And when we radiate the light of God in all that we do, so much of what we normally chase will be magnetized in our direction. Ask God for grace to arise and shine in the midst of the dark surroundings. The world is in a dark place, and even nations and kings are looking for answers. We carry the answer in Jesus, and his presence simply shining is more effective than ourselves shouting. 
Influence and favor are simply the byproduct. Don't exhaust yourself today by chasing what God wants to bring to you. Let your light shine today and watch what comes your way. Amen. So how are you spending your life? Chasing things that God would bring to you if you would just seek him first? Is your light shining in this very dark world? Why don't you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your involvement in our lives. We pray for those who do not yet know you as their Father, their Savior, and their Lord. May they respond to the conviction and drawing of your Holy Spirit. May we all respond to your voice, your leading, and your call. May our lights shine brightly in this dark world, and may your purposes be accomplished here in the United States, in Liberia, in Ghana, in all of, and all around the world. For it's in your, your name we pray. Amen.